Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. Now, Richard Flood is with me. Richard is acting in a new series that people can see on RT1 Sunday nights, 9.35. First of all, great slot. Like <laughs> Sunday nights, 9.35. You know people are going to tune in. Last thing before they get into bed and have the fear for Monday. Yeah. And the fear will be increased by this show, I think. <laughs> so it's called The Gone. Can you give people just, I mean, no spoilers, we'll always say that, and obviously you don't want yeah. spoilers, we don't want spoilers, but yeah. uh, give people the, the idea of the premise of the show. So, basically, we're, we're set mainly in New Zealand, and um, two young Irish people go missing in, um, mm. in, in the middle of nowhere, basically, in New Zealand. And uh, the mother of one of, the, of one of the people who goes missing is a, is a judge, in Ireland, and she has a, kind of a historical relationship with this detective out of Dublin. Who might just be played by you. Who might just be played by Theo me, Richter. Who has his, all his own stuff going on, <laughs> but he basically gets called and uh, she asks if he'd come over and help the investigation. Okay, so it's one of those kind of cross-jurisdiction scenarios yeah. where you're in with uh, a New Zealand cop. Theo's in with a New Zealand cop, yeah. so it's called Diana. Yeah. Diana has her own stuff going on. She has on. her own stuff going on. The town has its own stuff going yeah. on. So, <laughs> I, I'll say this, There's right? There's stuff going on. I, yeah, there is. And I've seen the first episode, uh, and I won't do any spoilers either, but I will say this about it. There's nothing I love more when it comes to a kind of a gritty drama like this than when at the end of the first episode, everybody is potentially guilty in your eyes. The, I, I love a show like that. You're like, oh, hang on a second. Yeah. Like, you must have felt that making it as well, I'd say, did you? Yeah, we did. And, and you know, as I was saying, I mean, we had a certain number of the scripts uh, in advance, but then we were, even us on set, we were waiting for the next script to say, I wonder. So you don't have the full picture no, even no. when you're starting to act. That, no. It's not brilliant because in a movie, obviously, you would have the entire script and yeah. you could read all the way through and go, oh, that's yeah. the twist. Bruce Willis is dead at the end. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you, you guys are actually forced, I suppose, to act more in the moment because you don't know what's happening in four episodes Yeah, time. which helps as well, especially when you're playing a detective who's supposed to be following the clues. Bit yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, we had, uh, there were plenty of theories being thrown around on, on set as well as to why or who or why yeah. or where or all sorts, yeah. These kind of um, co-productions, I suppose, you know, across different countries are becoming more and more in vogue and I think they're really good because I think, you know, traditionally a criticism that may have been levelled at not just Irish drama, but drama from smaller markets, let's call it, would be that it wouldn't possess the kind of, the the funding that a big UK drama or a big US drama would get, because obviously there just simply isn't the same kind of money. But I think when you combine the might of, you know, Ireland and New Zealand, you combine the might of Ireland and Belgium, Ireland and Mm -hmm. Sweden or whoever it is, that you actually get a product that is, easily comparable with anything else. Yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, there's a big market for it. And because in Europe, you know, especially all the, we're all so close together, all these countries, there's, you know, there's a lot of potential for very interesting stories that are all kind of cross-border yeah. stories and, and uh, cross-cultural. And that was that was particular in this, in this one as well. You know, I play the Irish guy who's sort of the fish out of water in New Zealand, but 
there's a lot of kinship between the the Kiwis and the Irish. Yes, and that was very prevalent from the get go. So the the two cultures were, were are, it's very interesting to see them side by side. But they 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 coalesce at, at lots of lots of points. Similar sense of humor, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely there is that actually because there there are some moments all right where there have been a couple of one liners from different characters in the first episode, and I was chuckling away. Like they're not. It's not. It's not all dark. Yeah, we had a, I mean? we had a screening of it a few nights ago actually, and and I hadn't really seen any of it. Um, and it was a lot funnier than, yeah. than we kind of remembered. There were a lot of laughs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And in a kind of a wonderful uh, full circle scenario, Kathy Belton, who you will have acted with oh, in yeah. Red Rock, yeah. she's in another Irish drama called Hidden Assets and was just in telling us all about that. Uh-huh. That's an Irish-Belgian okay. program. And again, a similar scenario where, you know, as you said, there are cross-cultural things, there are differences, there's... The, the Irish team in setting themselves in Belgium trying to track down yeah. you know whatever situation they're in but then dealing with the Belgian version of themselves and then the authorities and everything being different and it's great to see these shows that are quintessentially Irish yeah. I mean you know but it widens the scope and does. It's, you know for, for an audience it's, it's, it's very interesting it just kind of widens things out even though I mean there are amazing stories in Ireland of course yeah just within I mean an amazing talent here to tell them but, uh, but yeah it's, it's, it's always nice to spend time in another Another city, another yeah. culture. And you're living in Rome now. You're married an Italian and you're over yeah. there with your family and all. How's that f- pretty good? It's great, yeah. We uh, we got back kind of um, just before I went to shoot this, actually. So nearly a year ago, I suppose, and settling in nicely. Because yeah, previous to that, obviously, you were, people will know you from Grey's Anatomy. You were Mac Widow, as, yeah. the, as you were christened. <laughs> um, what's that experience like? I love the fact that you, that you were Irish. You were Cormac. You were, you know, yeah. you, there, there wasn't... Because you know, sometimes it could just be really easy for a US show particularly because they're so big and there's so much might to just go, okay, American accent or else we just give the part to yeah. the American version of you. But We never even really had, had much of a discussion about that, I think. when I, I don't remember having that discussion mm. anyway. I think they just liked the fact that maybe it was something different. Uh, I don't know if, if there's been many Irish characters on that show. Not on that show, maybe, but th- you do see them crop up. There was the, uh, what is the one, the Henry Cavill one... It's spun off now on Netflix, The Witcher. Yeah. And again, they took a load of different voices uh-huh. for the second series. Right. And there's a, one of the main characters is, is a dub. And I don't mean a, maybe even more dub than you and I really? would be. No and he's like, you're, look, you're watching this kind of Viking superhero going, oh, for God's sake, lads. And you're going, I love this. This is great. Yeah, yeah. But it is, it's wonderful to hear the Irish accent in, in that context. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when you were shooting um, Grey's Anatomy, would that have been around COVID time and would that have halted production? Yeah, we did. I, I think I was on my first season and usually we do 24 episodes and I think we finished at maybe number 17 when okay. it kind of shut down. Shut pro- jam properly. But we yeah. were able to open up relatively quickly. I mean, I mean, it was months, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, that was really quick because the show is, is so well run and I mean, yeah. they, they know what they're doing. But I mean, they had to implement serious measures very very quickly in terms of testing and I mean it was kind of it's kind of hard to think about to, to now yet yeah, to be honest yeah. it's mad but um, and I think the fact that we were a medical show as well probably helped because it made sense that we'd be walking around wearing masks of course yeah we kind of got away with it but yeah it was we were lucky that we were able to open up so soon and, and so effectively because a lot of shows shut down. Shut down, they did, yeah. Again, yeah. yeah. You were in Shameless as well, the US version of a, yeah. of a UK one. How was that? Yeah, yeah. That was mad as well. You yeah. know, it's funny how, how things kind of crop up. But, how uh, did it come about then, that one? That came about, I, I swear to God, I, I'd, I hadn't been having a great time. I'd done a play and then, then things were quite slow and I was getting pretty nervous, I think. 
And I, I woke up early one morning and I had an email from my agent in, in America wondering would I get on a Zoom with the uh, with the showrunner and, and, and all the people involved in Shameless. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course I will. And I just got on with them and had, and had a chat as well. And uh, yeah, I had a chat for probably an hour about, about this character, this um, carpenter kind of character that they were looking to bring in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think 12 hours later, they... You were cast, they, it was done. They cast me in... A week later, or less, I think I was on a plane out to LA to start shooting. Yeah. People absolutely love this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean Dublin says, love Richard in Crossing Lines. Oh, yeah. Great Irish talent, they say. Uh, love Richard in Grey's and love the accent as well. And Helen Cork says, Dave, I just Googled who Richard was there in work. I remember him now. He was the sexiest guard on TV to never put his thumbs in the sleeveless high-vis. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Red Rock days. Um, yeah, Red Rock, exactly. And another text from a Galway listener says, uh, Dave, ask Richard, does he like Rome, coffee and desserts? And do you own a Vespa or a Fiat 500 is the question. Uh, uh, not yet. I wouldn't be great on the bikes now and the Vespas are they're pretty spicy how they well, if, roam around those streets. Yeah, I mean, Italian traffic has a reputation yeah. for a reason, in yeah, fairness. Yeah, intense, and but no, uh, Cinquecento okay. might, might be on the cards at some point. <laughs> how is your Italian, actually? Do you have much? I do, I mean, you know. I do, but I make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, but, but do you know what? Being brave, I speak a few languages, and I think being brave enough to make the mistakes is actually what gets you yeah, yeah. stepping forward. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, actually better when I'm on my own, when my wife isn't with me, because then I'm forced into situations where I have to have yeah. to chat or have yeah. to kind of get around. Otherwise, she just takes over. Yeah, of course, naturally, being <laughs> Italian, she would do that. Okay, well, look, let's get to the quick fire round. These questions, don't think about them. Just ask them. Okay. What would you like to be known definitively as the best in the world at? Uh, dancer, probably. Dancer, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm a phenomenal dancer. I was going to say, have you, got, have you got the skills? Do we need to call the Dancing with the Stars people and let them know that Richard's ready to go? Oh God, I'm not sure. Not sure. <laughs> no, but are, would you consider yourself a decent dancer as is? No, I mean, I was. I mean, who isn't good in a nightclub at three o'clock in the morning? You know, Carl's nodding in the corner here. Yeah, he's definitely done it in copper. No, chef. I'd like to be a very good chef. That would okay. Be, yeah. Right. So if people just went. Oh my god! I went to the restaurant. Well, that's not as good as Richard Flood. He's obviously the best chef yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. Who's the most famous person in your phone? Oh god! It's got to be a few. Most famous person in my phone, probably uh, Alan Pompeo from the show. <laughs> Meredith Grey. Yeah, from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> that's pretty big, all right. Um, what national school did you go to? Actually, that isn't the question. But uh, I went to St Mary's in Belmont Avenue for a while. Mary's in Belmont Avenue. And then okay. I went to then I went to a boarding school. Like, uh, okay, well, go back eight. to Mary's for a minute then. So yeah. when you're in. I don't know, what would you have been there? First class, second class, maybe? And you opened up the lunchbox. Uh, what was in Richard Flood's lunchbox? You know what was in? I have a story for you then. Go on. Uh, every day I would get cheese sandwiches. Right. And all I ever wanted was jam sandwiches, obviously. <laughs> but for some reason, my mother would give me cheese sandwiches every single day. Right. So much so that uh, myself and a friend of mine ended, ended up shoving them up the drain pipe because <laughs> we just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and uh, eventually... After, after months, it it was just full of uh, cheese sandwiches and the drain pipe burst. And yeah, I remember being hauled into the office over that. One. But I just didn't have the heart to tell my mother, like, yeah, because you like, want to bring home I the love sandwiches. You, but I don't want any more cheese sandwiches. And so were you hungry then because you didn't have anything else? Did you have rather, apples and whatever else? Was I, in there? I guess. But yeah, I'd rather go hungry than eat than more cheese sandwiches. I don't know what creating I love a, them now. A but fat you know what I mean? bird of cheese sandwiches yeah, on the yeah, drain pipe. Amazing. Uh, who would you like beside you in a zombie apocalypse? You don't have to know them or anything, but who would you? Who would you think of in that scenario? Uh, I don't know, probably The Rock or someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, do some damage. Yeah, he I can just hide behind. Yeah. And the final question I ask all my guests, because I don't, 
Do you wash your legs in the shower? Do I wash my legs? Yeah. Actively wash, scrub your legs in the shower. I mean, of course I do. <laughs> no, because no, I don't and half of the people don't seem to either. What do you mean you don't wash your legs? <laughs> it just takes care of itself. There's runoff, there's suds, there's all. I'm, I'm not... Runoff isn't isn't washing. That's just runoff. No. <laughs> Hot spots and hair are taken care of, yeah. oh, and then I, that's about the end. I, I scrub. I like to scrub. Okay, head to toe. Richard Flood is a scrubber, right? We've heard it here. <laughs> Richard, it's brilliant to see you. Thank you so much for coming in. And the gone, I, as I said, I've seen the first episode that will be on this Sunday, nine thirty-five. If you like your dramas, your crime dramas. If you like little twists and turns. If you like people dealing with things and and trying to trying to find truth and and for themselves and for everybody else. I can't recommend it enough. The Gone, 9.35 Sunday on RTE 1. Thanks for being Richard. Thank you. Cheers. Dave Moore. On Today FM. Podcast.